0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The pandemic's been full of contradictions, and it seems we're in the midst of another one. For the past week, most Americans have been able to ride massless on trains, buses, and planes. But COVID cases are actually on the rise in many parts of the country, including Illinois. Plus, kids under five still can't get a vaccine. And lots of high-risk people are struggling to get their hands on life-saving COVID drugs. Now, if you feel disoriented by all of this, trust me, you are not alone. We're all forced to make tough choices about our safety right now. But guidance from an expert can certainly help. So let's check in with Dr. Mia Taramina. She's an infectious disease specialist with Dooley Health and Care. Welcome back, Dr. T. Hey, Sasha. Your reaction to airlines and public transit removing mask rules.
1: You know, I'm i not pleased with it. I think that there has been a mismatch between making decisions guided by science and making decisions guided by politics. And I think that, you know, this dramatically jeopardizes the ability of entities like the CDC to work for the public in the interest of public health moving forward when we have decisions like this. I think that like everything in this pandemic, we were moving closer and closer to having more flexibility and removing some more mandates. Same as when we went through this with removing masks in schools, how we were moving toward that and yet were undercut by, um, you know, a politically charged and motivated um, set of circumstances. I don't think this is the best time uh, at this point with cases going up uh, to remove mandates from some of the most populated, densely packed, you know, areas in public transit, especially trains and, uh, you know, in the airport specifically when you're waiting through those security lines. And you just don't know who you're in contact with and who may be vulnerable.
0: What guidance are you giving patients about masking on planes right now?
1: So the interesting part is, is the actual plane ride itself, even though you are shoulder to shoulder with strangers at some points, may be, you know, safer than a lot of the leading up to getting on that airplane. You know, there's definitely um, exchanges of air that happen. Yeah, we have good filtration systems that are, are filtrating air. And the risk of respiratory virus on an airplane is there, but it's not is substantial by my view is that metro ride that you're taking to get to the airport or that public transit ride you're taking to get there, the long lines and security where you are body to body with people Mm -hmm. in lines that could be 20, 30, 40 minutes. We all know what it's like to travel when you are standing shoulder to shoulder with folks. Those are the higher risk scenarios by my view. Once you're on that plane, I, I think that is still something that you need to consider masking for, especially as we approach you know higher numbers like we're seeing even in DuPage County right now yeah. we need to be wearing masks if we are medically vulnerable. That's going to be an additional layer of protection. If you're fully vaccinated, boosted, healthy, and perhaps even COVID recovered, certainly there is room to make decisions for yourself regarding your own risk. But I still fully believe that even though I am low risk, I want to not unnecessarily and unknowingly Mm -hmm. spread this virus to someone else if I happen to be infected.
0: So if you were on a flight tomorrow, Dr. Termina you'd be wearing your mask on the plane? I,
1: I absolutely will be.
0: Delta Airlines called COVID an, quote, ordinary seasonal virus before eventually backtracking. Is that an accurate way of thinking of coronavirus right now?
1: It's it's certainly not, or else they wouldn't have backtracked. And clearly they were not in, in consult with anyone in epidemiology or anyone with an infectious disease background in making a statement like that. We are not out of a pandemic entity at this point. It's possible in the future COVID may be with us as a seasonable, variable, you know, respiratory illness that we deal with. But at this moment in time, their backtrack and calling it instead a more manageable respiratory virus is likely a more accurate statement. So four
0: counties in Illinois are now in medium risk transmission for COVID. Can you remind us what that means, doctor?
1: Yeah, and that includes even DuPage County. We're used to seeing a lot of the uh, counties that tick up more uh, on the southern uh, part of Illinois and on some of the border counties, but to be up in these collar counties here, that's something that is a little bit alarming. When someone, when a county moves into a more moderate risk, what's happening is we are seeing hospitalizations and intensive care beds being taken up at a slightly more um, frequent instance, or And or we are seeing case counts in the population go up to a level of potentially more than 200 cases per 100,000 folks. So I believe what we're seeing right now is more of that uptick in some hospitalizations and Mm -hmm. utilization of, you know, COVID resources within the hospital. That's enough for us to have pause. And when we get to this level, this is where medically vulnerable and immune suppressed folks should be wearing masks indoors.
0: To that end, over the last two weeks, Dr. Cases in Illinois increased 80% and cases across the U.S. rose by 52%. When you put those numbers into perspective, do you think that's cause for concern?
1: I think all of this is cause for continuously evaluating your own risk and what you're going to be doing and where you're going to be doing these activities. There are certain parts of the country with really, really high trends. And if you happen to be traveling to those locations or participating in an activity in one of those areas, that's going to be cause for you to evaluate what your best layers of mitigation are going to be to protect yourself moving forward. I think we're going to continue to see these ripples where we see case counts tick up and kind of ride back down. In perspective, yes, to say something is 80% higher. That is a cause for concern, but we are still nowhere near we, where we were with the magnitude of cases this past winter. And I don't foresee us going in that direction anytime soon. Sort of more of a plateauing and ticking up. And, you know, even week over week, having a 80% increase is uh, only a number of cases, you know, we're talking in the thousands and not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of cases like we had been.
0: There are a lot of mixed signals about COVID right now, doctor. You know, we've also been hearing this uh, called mask whiplash, what we're dealing with right now. You know, cases are up, airlines are on masking. Where's the best place for folks to get information about COVID transmission?
1: So I still kind of like to have patients focus on, you know, their local communities and community trends. Your own providers, your own doctors and, and healthcare providers are going to be people that you can trust and, and listen to their opinions based on, you know, the demographic area that you're looking in. I like looking at the CDC. I like looking at the Illinois Department of Public Health trackers to kind of see where we're at and see where these community trends are going. Um, again, it's, it's readily accessible information when you start to move into those more moderate risk categories. And if you are in that medically vulnerable uh, uh, category of individual, those are the best places to kind of check and, uh, you know, consider your activities.
0: And of course, they can continue to tune in Mondays here on WBEZ, where we talk with you, Dr. Teremina. If you're just tuning in, I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and that is our favorite infectious disease specialist from Dooley Health and Care. She's sharing the latest COVID guidance on masks, vaccines, and much more. Uh, Doctor, let's talk about these antivirals. Tell us about the treatment Paxlovid. Who's it for and what does it do?
1: So Paxlovid is an antiviral medication. It's actually a combination of a couple different drugs. And it's taken uh, as a five-day course, a total of six pills in a day three in the morning and three at night, and you would want to take this five-day course as soon as possible after your diagnosis for the best effect. It has effect on the COVID virus, you know, to help stop it from replicating and becoming more overwhelming and, uh, you know, overwhelm your cells and tissues and cause more havoc on your immune system as you are kind of battling through. It is primarily indicated for individuals who you have to have a positive COVID test, so this is not something you take because you've been exposed and individuals that carry those additional risk factors, regardless if you've been vaccinated or not, one dose, two dose, three doses, four doses, no matter how many doses of a vaccine you've received. If you have those additional risk factors, Definitely talk to your provider. I think that there is some conversation about access to these medications, but in reality, in the last several weeks, I've had no problem getting these medications prescribed and received by my patients. They're fairly readily stocked okay. at most CBS and Walgreen stores.
0: Okay, that's good. I, I wasn't sure that the I know the country had stocked up on a lot of them, but they didn't seem to be getting used. So it seemed like yeah, there was some I, sort I of think barrier.
1: That I think the barriers that exist are people thinking, oh, it's not for me. I'm just a a diabetic. Otherwise, I'm okay and I've had my vaccines. No, it actually is for you. So I think that there's a little bit of disconnect with people feeling like, I need to save that for someone who's sicker or more vulnerable than myself. And there's room for uh, enough of these medications are around at this point that if you have those risk factors, even if you're only feeling mildly symptomatic, it's very reasonable to go ahead and ask your provider for a course of Paxlovid.
0: I saw one headline over the weekend that said we're in the, quote, choose your own adventure stage of the pandemic Can you just speak to the tough choices that Americans have right now when it comes to COVID safety?
1: It is a tough choice. I feel for the individuals who have been relaxing how they're behaving because of certain continued mask guidance. For example, folks that are immune suppressed that with the numbers being down were comfortable getting on the Metra or getting on the CTA because they knew everyone would be masked. And now they're able to get back to the office and go to work They now have to reconsider their day and reconsider their risk because their mask alone may not be enough when we have everyone unmasked around us. And I still feel tremendously for, you know, the 19 million kids in this country that are not yet eligible for vaccine. And every day we interact with people that have young kids at home. And I think it's something to be said for the fact that we continue to press forward, kind of leaving behind these vulnerable folks that we're not necessarily taking into account. While I do agree that we've reached the point where there's a lot of personal decisions that can be made and a lot of room to make some personal decisions, we just simply can't be completely ignorant to those that are still vulnerable and still need the protection of us because they're not able to protect themselves.
0: You know, I'm just scratching my head here because the the CDC released data last week and it showed Covid was the third leading cause of death in the U.S. in 2021. Did the death toll have to be so high, Dr. Termina? I mean, we had vaccines in 2021,
1: and we lost more people in 2021 than we did in 2020. It, it's not. It's not okay it's it's literally at the level of not having that uptaken vaccine as much as we could have and as much as we should have and when you look at models of all cause covid related mortalities and who was vaccinated completely incompletely or not at all we're looking at the possibility of as many as 60% of those deaths having been preventable if patients were fully vaccinated when they were diagnosed with COVID. And that's just heartbreaking. Um, you know, these vaccines are not perfect. They're not 100% protective against getting COVID by any stretch, but they truly do decrease the chances of severe COVID and hospitalizations and death. And that's where we really had a big miss in 2021.
0: And you made this point earlier, but I'd love for you to say it again, doctor. you know Many Americans returning to normalcy right now but uh, immunocompromised people and, and family who, families who've got kids under five, older adults, they don't have that luxury, right? So are we doing enough to protect the vulnerable?
1: I think we as a society uh, have drifted towards a little bit more of the thinking about ourselves before others, and that's unfortunate. I think that if you as an individual can consider your day-to-day, who you interact with, who you may know and not know, especially if you have family members who are vulnerable or family members that have children who are underage, be respectful, be cognizant of the fact that this virus is not gone, and those individuals could be impacted by Uh, that rare case of a severe COVID outcome. And that's something that I know I wouldn't want to be responsible for. And I will continue to be mindful about where I mask and where I don't mask because I don't want to be part of what is spreading this virus to others. Me personally, I feel as though I will... Breathe a little easier, hopefully come this summer when our under fives can get vaccinated, knowing that we at least have an equal playing field for access to vaccines for Mm -hmm. everyone. And that's going to change the dynamic here a little bit as we approach the fall, where we may have some more variant-specific boosters. And then that's where I'm going to feel the most comfortable moving forward.
0: That's infectious disease specialist, Dr. Mia Taramina. Thank you so much for your time, doctor, and have a good week. You too. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast WBEZ Reset wherever you listen.